Well, um, I guess if we're ready to get it kickstarted, let's go ahead and get into Resident Evil. Retribution. Right? Right? All right. Yeah. You ready, Kevin? Yeah, let's pull the trigger on this one. Yes. That's right. That's right. All right. So, I'll go ahead and put the song here. Three lives down. You got enough in there to finish me off? One way to find out. Rose. Not good. Game over! Mario Brothers Club, no league too small. Fatality. Alright. And uh <clears throat> so we're back losing lives. We're going to be finishing up with uh, Resident Evil. We have this one, Retribution, and then we'll be doing the final chapter and the, uh, as the next episode for Losing Lives. Um, with me today, I have Ryan. Say hello. I guess Ryan cut out for a second. And, That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but I do have Kevin with me, and Ryan is somewhere. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Yep. So, <clears throat> let me make sure that he didn't fall out the call. No, it looks like he's still there, huh? Yeah, he's still around. He might have just muted it. That's fine. Anyways, uh, so we're going to be starting off with Resident Evil Retribution. Uh, we're not going to really do much on the games. In fact, I don't think this movie really takes from any storyline from the games. If I know right. Right? No, uh, none of these movies don't really. They seem to take place in their own universe. Well, no, they do, but like, there's elements of like five, and in, in the last movie we watched, there's elements of like, um, yeah, four and uh, th- well, three and some other stuff, and some of the other uh, movies. Like uh, one had elements of the first Resident Evil, two had elements of Resident Evil two and three. But I feel like they've burned through a lot of those things <clears throat> with the games because at this point now they've kind of gone through all the Resident Evils. So, I mean, we still have the what is that? The Ouroboros, right? The the that is that what that's called? What is that called with the um the parasites that that the, they to come out of their mouths? Yeah, that's the Ouroboros. Yeah, that's what I thought. So we still have those in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. but this one is just something kind of completely different. Um, I think actually I might see here if I can uh, pull up the trailer because I was watching an interview and the way they were marketing um the movie seemed very strange because they were like uh, they were trying to market it like from this let's see official trailer let's uh let's go ahead and look I'm, I'm gonna play the audio for the trailer here. I do want to talk about it because the way they were marketing it sounds very strange compared to what actually we saw. Come on, babe. Rise and shine. Let's get that beautiful ass out of bed. She had the perfect life. She had the perfect family. Please get a room. Sorry. Looks like Ryan got dropped. Yeah. 
right, go ahead and see if we can get Ryan back in. Are you able to get him called in? Yeah, I'm about to send him an invite back to the thing. We'll see if we can come back. Hey, fellas. There, there you go. There you go. All right. So we're playing the trailer, Ryan. Um, uh, while you were gone, we only played a little bit of it, but it starts off with like they try to start the trailer off here. We're like, oh, she's got the perfect life. She's you know the best or whatever like that. And they show her in in like the house, like being the mom and all that with Carlos as the dad and all that kind of stuff. And then it all goes to hell with the zombies. Fighting them with a bat, and they're like, "What real. if it all? None, none, none of this is real. Never existed. All <clears throat> these memories were imprinted. My name is Alice. Alice, how nice to see you again. What the hell is going on here? We have you under all control. They used me to perfect the virus. Everyone I've ever known. They put up a dialogue thing. Who can you trust? What do you believe? It's being used against me. Now they can manipulate the world. We've taken over New York, Moscow, Tokyo. This is humanity's last step. The beginning of the end. I'm gonna kill you. Good luck. You'll need it. is more powerful than ever. And we're the only ones who can stop them. for a written invitation. Sweet ride. That's all I'm going to play on that. But the thing I found, the trailer seems about as confused as maybe what the movie is. Because the trailer almost tries to set this up like it's one of those uh, psychological thrillers in a sense. Where it's like, oh, this girl we've known that's a badass fighting zombies, now she's in this world where um she's a mom and having the perfect life and all that like she and she doesn't know what's real that's not what happens really at all because no, it isn't. yeah so the no. movie the movie almost sells it as a lie in a sense that that's not what this is like that's actually a clone that that that's living out some weird um version of itself yeah yeah, it's like, yeah. so i don't like I don't understand the purpose of of that of like why the like umbrella is operating clones in in different areas and different scenarios. Like I, I would say this, I don't know why they're still doing it because the world is like over at this point. Like everybody's just about dead. So uh, I mean, <clears throat> why would you still be running scenarios that would not exist at all? Seems kind of confusing. First of all. Second of all, this thing isn't a psychological thriller at all. It's more just straightforward. And, like, the trailer even puts out, like, who do you trust? Well, I mean, 
This, this, that doesn't really matter either. No, nothing about trust or backstabbing really happens at all in this movie. I mean, you have straight cut the villains here, the good guys here. I mean, yeah, Wesker is all of a sudden a good guy now, which is weird. But it's the, it doesn't it doesn't play anything. It really doesn't play a role into anything until the next movie, actually. You know, spoiler alert. But like that's actually the next movie where we get some of the oh shit maybe he's not the good guy that he is but then we only saw the movie previous where he was bad so he's like bad good you know whatever he is in the yeah. next so yeah plus spoiler uh the next movie is just as uninteresting yeah and it's kind of odd that they're like oh hey uh yeah, the, the stuff's so bad that I decided that I'm not working for Umbrella. Even though everything we saw says that he's all okay with the world going to shit and that he is with Umbrella. So it's kind of weird just to see this abrupt change where he's like saving her from this place to, I don't know, I guess fight Umbrella? And then that makes the... We're going to get into it when we do the next movie because the next movie then doesn't make any sense. But... I did hear an interview, which makes a lot of this make sense. In one of the interviews, they asked Mila Jovovich about, I guess, the writing process or whatever. And she says how they don't think ahead for the movies. They do, like, each movie as it comes. And then they just try to build off of it for the next one. Well, that clearly makes sense because I honestly don't think that you even look at your previous movies that much either. Because I think you do look at some threads and you, you know, you connect them through, but you really just like, we just want to do this. So we're just going to do this. Yeah. Wesker was bad this movie, but we're going to make him good this movie. It's going to make the audience be like, whoa, that's crazy. But it's not. It's just no. kind of stupid. You know, it's, it's just, it's just it's confusing. Yeah. It's not even, yeah, it's, it's confusing. It's just, it's just dumb because there's, there's, because we don't see any, because these characters don't have any uh, type of development in them. I mean, hell, we get Leon this movie, and he he just kind of appears, and somebody's like, "Hey, Leon!" He's like, "Oh shit, that's supposed to be Leon." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, like we the get... only reason. I'm sorry. Kevin, the only go reason. Ahead. Yeah, the only reason freaking uh, you recognize him is like Leon is because he's got like. I mean, he's kind of got the look of Leon. He's wearing, like, Leon's little freaking jacket and the haircut and everything. I'm like, wait, oh, that's supposed to be Leon when he steps out of the freaking snowmobile? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's supposed to be Leon. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then we yeah. also get Ada Wong, too. So we get her. Yeah. He, yeah. He, they got Leon from Resident Evil 4, his entire wardrobe and look. And we are led to believe that this no-name actor, possibly Russian, mm. is... Yeah. Uh, wardrobe as Leon learning trying to do his best American accent that he could possibly can thrown into a resistance group with another uh, well-known Resident Evil character Barry Burton who seems much younger than what he's supposed to be yeah. Oh, that's who. Uh, that's who I thought. Uh, what's his name was playing? I forget the dude's name. I thought that was supposed to have been Barry. <clears throat> yeah, Kevin yeah, Durand, I think, is the actor's name. And, yeah, uh, from, uh, the Strain. You know, it's funny yeah. too. Um, actually, the uh, in the um in the movie, um, well, not, I'm sorry. Uh, in the interviews for the movie, 
uh, when you a lot of the people interviewed, uh, or I've seen like they had a Comic Con panel was one of them, and you had Mila Jovovich, Michelle Rodriguez. They were both on the panel, and then you had uh, Paul W S Anderson, the director. He was in the panel. Um, you had Oded Fur, I think is his name, which plays Carlos, and then you had Boris Kojo, who's Luther West. Um, the yeah, he's the those were the main panel guys, right? And then you also had Mika Nakamashima, Nakashima, which is the Ada. No, she's not. She's not oh, Ada. She's not. No, she's the the zombie girl that has a two second appearance when they do the the Japan reenactment of when the virus oh, outbroke. Yeah. She's her. She's on the panel, and then she doesn't speak any English, and she's on the panel. And it's like, what? Why is she there? It doesn't yeah, make why, sense. Why are these other actors <clears throat> that are included in this movie that that clearly have been in more scenes are taking a back seat? And and also, I see here that they're giving Wentworth Miller, who plays Chris Redfield, a credit for Resident Evil uh, Retribution. He was not in this movie, was he not? No, he I wasn't. Yeah, that, exactly. Unless maybe he was a flashback or something like that, or maybe when they were doing the recap or something, uh, maybe that's what. Maybe he was in that. I don't know. Right. But I, I don't could, remember I seeing see him. If he's in the beginning when everything goes to shit on the ship, and, they didn't even show him know, there though. He wasn't there. Exactly my point. It, it goes. It does a backwards <laughs> sequence. Yeah, it open it opens the sequence opens up where you see uh, well, okay, so the last movie in Afterlife, we end it with Jill Valentine doing like an look like an all out assault type deal, like going after Alice. So then when we pick up in this movie, we're seeing um the aftermath of it and then of the assault, and then we see it in reverse. And then we in actually slow in, in slow motion in reverse and then we actually see it play through in real time. So we see it twice, which is unnecessary. <laughs> you, right? you, showed, you showed it to us the first time going backwards. You could have just left it there. But then they have to, no, 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 now you can see it forwards too. So then you can compare and contrast. I don't need to compare yeah. and contrast. Not, I'm, I'm not only do you see it backwards, but it only focuses on um, all the damage that Alice took. And all the people that get slaughtered. Yeah, and you don't see Chris Redfield, and you don't see Claire. You you don't see either of them in this shot. They just weren't in the movie. So uh, I think all we do is we get a recap, which I'll play the recap here, which will get you know it gets us up to speed to what this movie is getting into. A giant underground laboratory developing experimental viral weaponry. There was an incident. A virus escaped. A lot of people died. The trouble was, they didn't stay dead. The computer that controlled the hive was a state-of-the-art artificial intelligence, the Red Queen. The Red Queen responded to the threat of the viral outbreak in an extreme way. She went homicidal. You're all going to die down here. The Red Queen attempted to kill everyone, whether they were infected or not. I managed to escape, but 
This was only the beginning. The viral outbreak spread like wildfire. First across the United States, then the world. The T-virus didn't just bring the dead back to life. It mutated them in terrifying ways. Despite the apocalypse they'd created, the Umbrella Corporation continued to experiment with the deadly virus. I was infected, but the virus bonded with me on a cellular level. So I'm going to stop there with that. Um, that's kind of basic recap of where we're at. You know, everything is gone, destroyed. She, I believe in this one, she still doesn't have her powers. I believe that's actually something at the end where he injects her to like give her her powers back. Right, so she's still normal. So she's she's actually still normal through this whole movie. But I mean, normal in this movie still means you have some kind of superpowers because you're still doing some shit. So, um, that's you know, but that that's where they kind of pick up at, and we started with that, and uh, with the ship thing, and then I guess she wakes up. Now this is where I, I'm also confused because. I mean, I guess the the idea is Umbrella wants to kidnap her to because she's still the only one who successfully bonded with the T virus properly. So I guess that's why they kidnap her. But I don't really understand why they would just take her over. To, I don't even understand really what the motive of Umbrella really is. I mean, it's I guess world domination. We actually I don't. don't I, think, I think it. I feel like it's changed over each one of these movies. At least, well, at least three times. Three different times. I think the they retconned all of it in that fifth movie. Well, I mean, the last fifth, but the sixth one, the last one, the final chapter, because they actually say in that movie the specific, like, oh, this is what we're doing. But yeah. in each of these, but we've went through five movies now, and we haven't really got a clear-cut motivation by, other than, like, money... Because I think in this one they talk about um, – in fact, here's the plot. Bro. Okay, I got this one. This is where they actually meet Wesker. And I executed they... everyone in this control room. There you go. I enabled Wesker to hack the mainframe. We shut down the security systems. We let you out of that cell. So why do you want to help me? The human race faces extinction. Our only hope of survival is for us to work together. I'm not going anywhere until I know where we are and what the hell is going on here. You're in the Prime Umbrella Testing Facility. Explain Tokyo. What you saw was just a detailed recreation. Nothing more. It goes on for a few city blocks. That's all. I was outside. Were you? Saw the sky, did you? It was night. Stars? The moon? The testing floor is 300 feet high. The ceiling black. It's usually night in there, but isn't that when the monsters come out anyway? It was raining. Climate control. Wind. Rain. They can even make it snow if they want to. Why build such a place? Simple. The Umbrella Corporation derived its primary income from the sale of viral weaponry. Something that's impossible to test in the real world. They recreated the center of New York, simulated an outbreak, showed it to the Russians, and sold them the virus. They simulated an outbreak in Moscow, sold it to the Americans. An outbreak in Tokyo, sold it to the Chinese. An outbreak in China, sold it to the Japanese. Exactly. 
Everyone had to have it. The Umbrella Corporation built a new arms race. Only this time, it was biological rather than nuclear. Highly profitable. And this is where it all happened. This is Umbrella's greatest creation. The belly of the beast. So why don't we just get the hell out of here? Stop! Sanath is in less than a minute. Why don't you just see for yourself? This facility is located in the Straits of Kamchatka, northern Russia. The old Soviet Union built submarine pens here in the 80s. After the Cold War ended, the Umbrella Corporation expanded them and built the testing floor. Nope. I mean, that's all I'll play on that. So that's kind of the basic breakdown here of what we've been kind of talking about is that she's she's in the testing floor. She's been kidnapped. She needs to get out. And um, total, in the, total laziness. Yeah, well, I think it, this was their concept, right? They were like, what's a way we can bring back a bunch of like old characters and then bring in the new characters and just have this kind of big clusterfuck? And then we, we can, can also... We can, we can explore, we could do just like our old movies. We can explore different countries, but not really explore different countries. Yeah, exactly. But, and know, then we can also of... play this the whole time because it's an awesome song. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it's like, it's like she, she gets up and like, she's, she's about to fight somebody. She, she wakes up in the morning and makes coffee. <laughs> this, this song is almost like Monty Python status. Dude, everything <laughs> that happens in this movie. <laughs> you only had the budget for one fucking song. That's all that's all the song. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I felt through the whole movie so yeah the, the fucking song plays throughout the whole thing and uh oh and I also got this Ryan just for you because uh I think Carlos had a message for you Ryan you're my little angel aren't you would, would you would you like him to repeat that for you you're my little angel aren't you you hear that Ryan <laughs> <clears throat> I still can't understand him just he's, like I did in the movie he's saying that you're my little angel aren't you you're my little oh. angel aren't you <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it doesn't sound like it, but okay. You're my little angel, aren't you? <laughs> okay, I can hear it now. Yeah. yeah. That's, right. That's right, Ryan. You're my little angel, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. He, he, seem, he seems like he's forcing just as much as he was forced in this movie. Yep, and then right when he takes you out to dinner, Ryan, he's going to bring you home, and it's bang time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in an unwanted Deuce Bigelow movie. <laughs> so, so, so I, so I noticed with with these Resident Evil movies, it seems like as each one comes out, they're uh, taking more and more from like of the games that had just came out. Yeah, type deal. Resident Evil 6 came out around this time, I believe. And I don't think they really took anything from anything. Because I think they've already burned through all the games, basically. Well, yeah. It's like, 
because in the beginning scene where uh, she runs to Ada, the yeah. entire fight is from Resident Evil Four mm. with Leon. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Okay, the entire fight is when she uh, she kicks up and she knocks the gun out of her hand. So, at the same time, when Ada is trying to go backwards with the backflip cycle, yeah, and Leon runs up and grabs his knife and runs up at the same time is able to put the knife to her throat mm. from Resident Evil 4 when they first meet. It's, it's the same exact fight that yeah. Alice has with Ada. Yeah, because that's Leon's thing. He's supposed to be like really good with freaking his knife and shit. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't even actually clock that. <laughs> it's been a while since I played Resident Evil 4, so that's interesting. So they did take a few things from 4, which actually makes sense because they skipped over her, that one. Ex- it's her exact costume from Resident Evil 4. She also kind of looks like a Resident Evil 2, though. Well, She has the red dress and all that, too, right? No, the, well, it's 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 different because in, in Resident Evil 2, the red dress is more like a, uh, it's a long skirt. Oh, okay. Now, this one is more of like a cutoff. Yeah, okay. So where she's got she's got higher leg room. And we do get introduced to Ada Wong. See, now, Ada gets more of an introduction and a little more character to her in this. But Leon doesn't really get shit. Like, there's like, Ada says, oh, we got a group of people that we got a rendezvous with to, to help get out of here. And then we just kind of get snippets of the group of people coming to help. And Leon's part of that group with Barry and, and with Luther. Uh, and Luther, which Luther is just a yeah. character from the movie, right? He's not a he's not a character um, from the games at all, correct? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. He he's just a survivor of the last movie yeah. who just so happens to join this group of fighters. Uh, and at the yeah, go ahead. I remember we haven't seen him since three. He was a, he wasn't in, he wasn't in the, this one. This no, he was in four. Or uh, Luther, he was in four. He was in four. He was in the last movie. He was the last movie was when the one where they went to the prison and all that shit. Three was Extinction. That was all Extinction. in the desert. That was oh, the that was the one where they Claire. supposed to fought. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. And they fought Tyrant actually because the scientist, Tyrant. the scientist guy Ian, uh, Doctor Oh Doctor Isaacs, excuse me, the actor's name is Ian Glenn. Dr. Isaacs, he turned into Titan and was killed in three. And four and four is when uh, they try to make it to Alaska and then they end up going down to like Los Angeles or some shit and they get on the boat. They well they go in the prison. Uh Mila Jovovich's character Alice does and then they Yeah, you know, I remember the now. They she crash lands yeah. on the roof and everybody's in that freaking prison. So and this one is when it opens up. So actually we haven't even got to it yet, but we also get Joe Valentine back. So she is there in the opening where uh you know the movie picks up right where it ended and throughout this movie while they're trying to move through the testing floor through all these different places um we do have jill valentine uh kind of chasing them down at, at the same time uh with uh, a crew of uh people they've recreated so michelle rodriguez character rain um she comes back with, She's two characters in this movie. Yeah, she actually is. So there, there. So this is the other thing we haven't really gotten into yet, but we did mention earlier when we was talking about the trailer and how they they try to build this movie like, what if all you knew wasn't real? But like, it's not that because it's clones. This movie tries to do the whole thing with like clones. So you have a clone of Alice who's like the perfect mom, a clone of Carlos who's like the perfect dad, and I guess a clone of that little deaf girl uh, who actually I have a little bit with her here. 
I'm Becky. Hi, Becky. This is my mom. Now, is she deaf? And she's deaf, right? Because they keep signing to her and speaking yes. to her at the same time. I'm assuming she's deaf, but to be honest... She's supposed to be. Yeah, but to be honest, like, her dialogue there... Now, most deaf people... I don't know that many deaf people, but I do. I have met and talked to, or tried to communicate with at least some at one of my old churches I went to. Most people like that who talk, she talked very normal and clear. Deaf people in general... I guess because they don't have like um, ears to kind of hear and kind of go along. They hear themselves talk. They'll talk kind of funny. They talk a little strange. She talked completely normal. So (laughs) I thought that was kind of odd to say that she's deaf. Yeah, they they normally talk similar to if you had a biscuit stuck to the top of your palate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you're trying to get the words out, but Mm -hmm. like this... You get it get muffles. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's not and it's not insulting them. It's just like a description of how they of how they talk. Right. In this one, she's she talks perfectly clear. To be honest, I wouldn't have known she was deaf other than the fact that they keep doing sign language with her. The funny thing to me though is so Mila Jovovich character is is a clone who's the mother of that girl. She's dead. So then our Mila Jovovich, our Alice meets up with the girl, and she also just knows how to sign language. When the fuck did she learn that? I think that's just Mila Jovovich. It's one of her talents in her freaking repertoire. She knows sign language. So she's just like, oh, I could just show this off in this movie. Yeah, I know sign language. Yeah, so like her clone could do sign language, so she could do sign Like, is is if your clone does something, can just all the other clones do something? And, and I guess no. they don't really answer it, but I guess the real question would be, is the Alice that we've been following all the time, is she a clone too? Or is she the actual, like, original Alice? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter that much, but I'm just asking the question, what do y'all think? Um, As in the original I'm, Alice from the first movie? Uh, I mean, is that one a clone, though? I, I That's what I almost feel like, because they said everything that they do in these testing floors and things like that, they take clones and they put them through operations. But I think this Alice is supposed to be the real, like she's not the clone. Everything else is the clones. I mean, they've been messing around with clones of Alice since like the third movie, I think is when we started seeing the clone shit. See, it's it's confusing shit like that that's making us question what the fuck we just watched. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, getting off topic though, um, the reason why I was bringing up the clones and stuff is because that's where we see like a lot of the people from the first movie, like Michelle Rodriguez and some of the soldiers that came in in that first movie. They come back from the first movie and the second movie. Carlos is from the second one, so they come back and make this kind of squad. That is run by Jill Valentine, who's not a clone. She, my understanding, she's the actual Jill Valentine who has that thing on her chest that's mind controlling her. And they are trying to chase down Alice and Ada Wong through the through this testing floor, through this facility, while they're but trying. Other, to... uh, it's, I feel like other than wanting these actors in this movie, just having regular soldiers would have been just fine. Yeah, it was just more like uh, they're like trying to like, huh? The callback. Yeah, it's a callback. Like, hey, you remember them? Uh, you, you see what we did 
you see what we did there? But the problem, but the problem with that is we didn't give a fuck about them in the other movies. No, because this, none of these movies take time to make you care for any of the characters except for maybe Alice. She's the only one that, yeah, we might care about because we've seen her for six fucking movies. So, uh, well, five actually at this time. This is the fifth one, I believe. The sixth one's final chapter. So, because yeah, she, because in the beginning of every movie, it's like everybody has to disappear for whatever reason, and then yeah. she has to be with another ragtag group. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what happened to these characters? Yeah, hey, yeah. Why did you make me follow these characters throughout the entire movie to then have them survive at the end? But not do nothing with them the next Yeah, movie. like Chris. He's brought in in the fourth movie. And Claire's brought in the third and fourth movie. And they were there on that ship with her at the end of the fourth movie. Not addressed. Yeah. Not seen. And, not heard. Nothing. And the, and the worst part about it is, guys, we're going to be having the same conversation again. <laughs> yeah, the, the final chapter... Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I mean, I know, I know, we're not trying to jump to the final chapter. No, but we're going to be a- a- asking these same questions. Well, I'll tell you this: the final chapter. Uh, so far, I actually did not finish it. I'm um at the Jeez. halfway point. Am and I the only one? I, no, I'm gonna finish it before we record. I've only got like 20 minutes left of the movie before I was like, I just gotta go to sleep. <sighs> Why bother? Yeah, I know, right? No, I'm gonna finish it. I got it, but. Um, in that so far, I've noticed that there's no like clones, anything. In fact, this that movie like is just Alice. Like they they basically everything in this movie that we're talking about gets scratched for the next movie. So well, again, it 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 almost everything. I say not everything, but almost everything. I mean, even well, Wesker as a good guy gets scratched in in, in the next movie. This whole this this whole movie almost like when you watch the final chapter, feels more pointless than what it already felt like while watching it. <laughs> so, so wait, so you say you have twenty minutes left in the movie? Yeah. Well, a final might, chapter of you, the next one that we're going to cover. Un, un, unless you already answered your own question about whether Alice is a clone. Oh, you so get some you might, of that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll 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 get into that next next episode. We'll we'll definitely dive into that. Okay. So uh, okay, I, would, I thought I thought you were just I thought you were just uh just playing with the notion. It's just like don't worry, Seth. Like we're gonna get to it, but apparently you know. Okay. Seen it. Oh yeah. Spoilers. Okay. So yeah. yeah okay. Spoilers. Yeah, that's fine. But no. Anyways. Uh. But yeah. I I got a lot of watching and starting up the final chapter movie. In the first ten minutes of that movie, it made everything in this movie irrelevant. Like everything, Just like all the others. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which, which is the the bad thing about like that interview where she says, "Oh, we don't really think these movies out ahead of time. We are just like we take each one as it comes, and we we'll just do the movie how we want, and then move on to the next one." And like, okay, I get taking it one day at a time approach, right? But you should still have something that connects these movies. You should still have contracts to put these actors in contracts if you're wanting to do a big series like this. I mean, you've done six movies. So, yeah. like, the, 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 the idea... Because it's not even like, okay, we're doing each movie as it comes. That's fine. The problem with that comes is that 
you're not only just doing each movie as it comes, but you're also making the previous movies almost irrelevant. You you, you are taking elements of these previous movies and like, but you're like shoehorning them into the new movie or whatever movie you're doing. You're not elegantly connecting them. So we're watching this story evolve. In fact, the story doesn't really evolve. It, it just becomes something else. We don't see the evolution of Alice or anything like that per se. They just do different shit with her. And it's like, look at all the shit she's done. But it's just yeah. kind of thrown. It's almost like, uh, what is it? Like, is it Picasso paintings where they just kind of look like splattered artwork everywhere? Or like these kind of weird like abstract? Uh, yeah, it's just like shit. that. Nothing that's kind of completely drawn out. It's just all kind of all over the place. That's kind of this movie. It, it, these movies, this whole series of movies so far. What, what what bothers me about the movie series is how they play Alice to be some sympathetic, badass character. You yeah. know, where she cares about everybody that's around her. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, all we get is the same small little um, dialogue from her explaining what's going on, not really so much of what she's doing. And, yeah, there's and it's really, basically there's repeating. No mo- there's no motivation for the characters that she just lost yeah. to find them. Yeah. She's not talking about, I'm looking for Claire and Chris. I'm looking for these people. It's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Who are they? Okay, join me. Yeah. Okay, join me. Yeah. It's, no, so I, I like, agree with so you. Do, do I not give a shit about these characters I just saw in this movie? And now I have to worry about more Resident Evil characters you just shoehorned yeah. in that have yeah. no purpose. Yeah. And and you you you're using these characters that have that have actually met each other, but then it just falls flat because there's no chemistry. Well, yeah, them. I mean, because they don't spend much time in between them just fighting. Like it's just a lot of action scenes. And nothing that builds character. Like, I can't tell you anything about Claire. I've seen her in two movies. But I couldn't really tell you much about her personality at all. Because all we've really seen is her make a few dialogue-like moves and, like, say some things. And then just fight a bunch. Or or run, actually. In fact, I don't don't even think she fought that much until this. Until, uh, I think, the last movie. She had some fight. She had some fight scenes in the last movie. She didn't really have much in three. And, um... Yeah, and I think she's in final chapter as well. But because yeah, it seems like you have two things going on in this movie. You have you have Alice's side where she's trying to build, you know, her team and trying to get out of the simulation and meeting this little girl and having to care for her. Oh yeah, and then and it's once and no. then once it even establishes the slightest thing, it cuts over to this resistance group of Barry, Leon, and Luther trying to get to them and you know what i find funny though is that like so there's a whole thing where alice gets all her clones i think it's the fourth movie uh in afterlife where yes she gets all her clones in storms umbrella corporation and basically uses a lot of her clones as cannon fodder they all die like a bunch of clones die right in this movie though she puts her life and everybody's life on the line to rescue the little girl who's also a clone. And so I do want to play this. This is probably the worst dialogue 
in the movie between her and Leon. And um, and I want to get into this whole idea about the clone. What are you doing? She's alive. I'm going to get her. I didn't lose this many friends so you could just walk away. I plan on coming back. Don't do this. You're more important than she is. That's where you're wrong. This is a mistake. Get out of my way. Leon's speech in this whole thing, what are you doing? Don't I, I do feel this. like there's a, there's a lot missing out of that speech. It, well, that it felt Mila Jovovich well, didn't need. Yeah, well, it felt like. Well, I'm not even gonna fault Mila Jovovich. I think she does okay as an actress in these movies. Like, I think that she tries to embody the character to a degree, and she actually tries to like bring emotionality and things like that into her role. Uh, I'm I'm not even really. But Leon, it was some of the driest delivery. That like it felt like he literally had the script in his hands and he was reading his lines to her. That that's actually how it felt. Because it was just like, What are you doing? Don't do this. You know. Do you, do you think maybe it's possible that for his lines, Ila Jofovich, you know, having a bigger role in the movie franchise is holding an index card? Yep, maybe so. This is your line. <laughs> this is your line. <laughs> now, now, what I do is, now here's here's my style of acting. I'm gonna pull up this card, and you're gonna read off of it, and put it down, and I'm gonna pick up the next one, and that's how it's gonna go. Right? It's right. gonna be passionate. It's gonna be great. Yep, that's right. You're it's fine. You're Leon. Remember, you're my little angel, aren't you? You're my little angel, aren't you? That's right. That's right. But uh, the whole movie kind of does this thing where they she goes to save a clone of the little girl just because I guess she's a little girl. But we've already established that she don't really give a fuck about clones. She I mean she let, she brought all her clones in and like all of them died. All types of clones died. So in one movie we see the unimportance of clone life that it's not a big deal. But then in this movie it's like no we have to save her. But she's just a clone. So I guess I'm gonna ask Kevin, since you know I want Kevin to get in this a little bit. What do you think, man? Clone a little girl, you just let her die. Doesn't matter. Or do you go save that clone? Uh. Do clones have souls, Kevin? Do they have souls? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> that's quite an existential question. Yeah. I mean, in my I mean, in my opinion, like, I mean, do really any of us really have our souls? This is all. This is all just be one big simulation we're living in. Could be. So, I mean, could be. Do you save the little clone girl? Or you let her get eaten by the the monster. The it was a giant liquor, right? That's basically what that was. Yeah, but she's a giant liquor. Well, I mean, she doesn't even pop up in the next movie, so I guess it doesn't matter in the end. No, so yeah, that's true. She doesn't pop up in the next movie. In fact, she does save her, and then they get out, and then you see her in the truck, and that's the last you see of her. Because I think they even go to the White House, and she's not there at the end of this fucking movie. <laughs> so I don't know what happened to her. I guess she just lives somewhere without her what mom. What happened? What what happened, Seth, was mission accomplished. <laughs> your mom's fucking dead. She's like, you're not my real mom. Well, who is your fucking real mom? Because technically she is if everybody else is clones of her. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, oh, uh, so what did y'all think of the liquor? I actually didn't think 
the effects of the liquor were that bad as compared to previous movies. It looks like they've gotten better with it. What y'all think? Well, well, Still unnecessary. So. Yeah. And I'd hope they got better. This movie was made, what? Uh, 12, I think. 12, 12, and the first one was made when? Like, freaking... Uh, 2009. Nine. No, yeah, no, no, wait, wait, no, 2005. No, yeah, no, actually, I thought it was like 2002. What? No, no, the yeah, first yeah, yeah. Resident I'm, Evil. Damn, I'm getting so uninterested. I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, this is 2012. Let me see, Resident Evil movie. Yeah, Resident, which is now on Shutter, which did not yeah. help me at all. No, yeah, it's 2002. Uh, it's, I'm right. 2005. Yeah, 2002 is the first one. I thought that's what I thought it was. It was early 2000, so it's been like 10 years. So I was hoping the effects yeah, get better. Yeah, this this movie is 10 years from the uh, first one. You're right. So, um, yeah, man, it's been a long time. And then the last movie was 2016. That one's actually fairly recent. Final chapter, not that long ago. So, <clears throat> oh, I do, I do like this though. I do like where at the end of the movie, so they get out of the the place. And you have, um, basically, you have Jill Valentine still alive and Michelle Rodriguez's character, Rain, she's still alive. They get topside because they've been down below the ground in the facility the whole movie. It's basically a recreation of Resident Evil 1 in a sense, right? Because Resident Evil 1 was there in the hive. So this one, they're in this place the whole time. They get topside and then we finally get the like one-on-one fist fight between everybody. So... Um, Michelle Rodriguez takes her character takes the Earl Burroughs like um, thing and she gets like basically supercharged and she's just like a super badass she's fighting two dudes at the same time and beating their ass and she's so bad to the point where she does Mortal Kombat x-ray attacks and hits these people and we x-ray to see their bones break is fucking crazy. <laughs> so, so we mix another game franchise. Yes, we do Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> in this movie. Dude, she hits the one guy, Luther, in the chest with like an open palm. And we x-ray to see his rib cage crack. And then I guess he dies from that. But then she does his this. Heart, she made his heart stop. But she does the same. Arrhythmia. But she does the same thing to Alice. And she survives it. And ends up like shooting ice from under her. And she falls in the water and a bunch of zombies eat her. I think the two words you're looking for right there, Seth, is plot armor. Yeah, no, Wait, right. wait, wait. Luther dies? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's dead because she goes to him at the end and he just, like, falls out he's dead. He's not there in the White House when they go to the White House afterwards. So not only do we not have the girl, we don't have Luther. Well, the, the girl, girl is anymore. technically there. Like, she's in the truck. She's safe the whole time. So she's still alive. We just don't have her. She just kind of disappears at the end of this movie, and then she's not there in final chapter. So there's nothing nothing that happens with her. But we do get them. They're saved. They get in a, a, a plane thing that I guess the, the crew that originally came in to save them that are all dead now, except for Leon and Ada Wong. They, uh, they get out. Which and- they share a small, and I do mean small, yeah. scene. Yeah, where it it kind of plays on the whole Leon and Ada thing. Yeah, kind all of. We get, all we get is him looking over at her, putting his hand on her lap, and yeah. her looking at him and removing it. Yeah, that was. And he's like, and he's like, okay. 
Yeah, I and didn't understand that scene what we at get. all. I'm like, that oh, was shit. stupid. The, the chemistry, finally. Yeah, the chemistry of like, get your hand off my leg. Thank you. <laughs> which, yeah. which in the game, she would have welcomed that. Yeah. So, she's such a te- she's such a tease in the video games with Leon. It's obvious that they're into each other because they run into each other so many times in the in the video game franchise. Yeah, in the second one and like, the fourth one. They, they, it's, it's like, well, yeah, we, we've come to the end of this movie. You know, let's have a little bit of uh, Leon Ada for the fans. Yeah. No, I, and yeah. it's like, and I'm sitting there on my plan on my phone like, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Because that's, that's pretty much what I did this entire movie is I was on my phone. Nothing, nothing was interesting. I mean, not to say that this was a terrible movie. The visual effects was great. Yeah, I didn't you know, think the visual effects were too bad. In everything this. they were doing, I felt was going. But it was very, um, movie. it was very three D heavy. Like you can tell they were beating you over the head again <clears> with three D shit, just like the last movie was. Like let's do the axe like this, or you know the scythe thing like this, and then it'll spin out and then it'll you know three D right in your face. Let's shoot the bullet and it goes slow mo three D right in your face. <laughs> There's a lot of that three D shit that was like, you know, done in this. And and just everybody just seemed pretty useless. Yeah. They they even had the scene where they're having the shootout with the soldiers and then Barry realizes after getting scratched by one of these monsters, he has to sacrifice himself. And even that falls flat. Yeah, no, because we don't like, care about Barry. They haven't shown us anything about Barry. You know, and, and, so what? And it's like towards the end of his existence. They have him pull out his signature hand cannon and start mowing down people like fucking Wild West style. Yeah. And then he pulls out a cigar, comes back again, and gets mowed down. (laughs) And it's like, okay... But was this at some to be point dramatic? he threw, but at some yeah. point he threw the gun in the air. I didn't even see him do that. I must have missed it because, like, at some point while he got mowed down, he must have thrown the gun in the air because he's on the ground. And then all of a sudden he gets back up to grab the gun as it's falling and does like one more shot before he gets lit up again. And then it's like, okay, now he's dead. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Almost as stupid as that fucking Rolls Royce with spinners on it that they had in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck put spinners on a Rolls Royce? They do, Frickin- man. They do. That's right. It's got to look badass. Oh, so my it, God. Yeah. So we get, uh, we, have, we, get, we get famous off of this podcast. That's what I want. I want to have spinners on a Rolls Royce kind of money. That's right. That's the kind of money we all want. We, we want Kevin to buy a Rolls Royce with spinners. Get it. Sh- Unbox it and be like, see, look how stupid it is in person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, this is fucking this is fucking 2012. This movie was made. I thought Spinners had already fucking played out by that time. You like that, don't you? Huh? You like the way it tastes, don't you? Right. <laughs> Uh, but no, so after that whole fight scene in the snow, we do end the movie with them going back to Wesker, who's just in the White House, I guess, like the president, question mark. And uh, they're saying this is the last survivors, and they're living in this walled-off, like, area of D.C. And then, like, we have this, like, zoom out to where it's like the apocalypse. Like, it's like demons, and, like, the devil has come from hell Cause like it's like all these zombies and then like flying monster creatures that we've never seen before, 
and just a bunch of shit just like running at them at the White House. And there's like bombs going off and shit too, which is, you know, okay. And like, it's just like a war zone. <clears throat> and then we end the movie with that yeah. like cliffhanger of like, oh, we're about to have this war. Spoiler alert, yeah. we don't have that war. Yeah, <laughs> we don't I'm see any of myself. it in the next movie. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there asking myself as they are standing on top of the White House looking at all these monsters, which, of course, having this fall flat fight with Jill. And Jill's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so are any of the, let's see how many of these characters are going to be in the next movie. None. Oh, and also, um, Wesker injects her with the virus, right? To give her her powers back, basically. So, like, this movie ends on a note where I was like, okay, well, that might be kind of cool if we see Wesker and Alice super powered up fighting, like, zombies and demons and shit like that. I thought that was the movie we were going to get for Final Chapter. You know, I kind of thought we were going this. I didn't think they would go back and make Wesker a villain again. So, spoilers for the next movie... Everything here is undone. Everything. I mean, they build it up to where it's going to be this fight. And then you've got, like, Leon and Ada. And you've got Alice. And you've got all them together. Wesker. And it's like, okay, oh, shit. And maybe, like, they still left it open because they didn't really show them at all. So, yeah, maybe we get Chris and um, Claire back. That would that might have been cool to see all of them fight. Even though it would have been bonkers as shit. Fuck it. Like, they seem to be scared of doing much with her superpowers. Because I noticed that in the uh, fourth one, when I was one of the interviews, when we covered it in the last episode, where well, we did Resident Evil Afterlife, they make a point where, like, they wanted something to happen in Afterlife to take her powers away because they felt like she'd be too powerful and it would make writing difficult. And, like, it just wouldn't be as interesting if she's just all superpowered up. But. You know, it could be fun to have a movie where she is if you have big enough threats that, like, kind of need her to have these superpowers. How they ended this movie was kind of that. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So maybe we'll get some weird, like, superpowered shit. Fuck it. Like, let's just go crazy then. If you're just going to go crazy, let's go crazy. And, um, yeah, the next movie is pretty disappointing in that effect. But we're not going to get too far into that. So, uh, Kev, why don't you give some of your final thoughts on this movie? And, uh, in fact, let's just go to rating this movie. Kevin, I'll let you go first. Give some of your final thoughts and what you rate this movie, how many lives down. And then, Ryan, you can go next and I'll finish it. Uh, I mean, I put a thing, I put, we pretty much covered everything we can on this movie, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to say I had to... See three lives down, probably at least okay. three lives. All right, Ryan. Um, I mean, my final thoughts on it is uninteresting and pointless. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there was really nothing about this movie, you know, other than the visual effects and how great it looked that that kept me vastly interested to where you know we're, we're not here sitting here breaking down every single little thing uh, it because most of the time when we do movies i like to jump around and be like hey i want to talk about this scene there's really nothing else i really want to talk about yeah it's <clears throat> it's because there, there were just times i was just on my phone the entire time because there was just 
<sighs> the action Take scenes it. didn't even feel that much better than Afterlife. I mean, honestly, I mean, even some of the fight choreography of it all, it felt kind of slower. It, it didn't feel like... I remember when we came off Afterlife, it was like, dude, this is like they snorted a line of cocaine and just did a bunch of crazy shit. You had all these clones of Alice and shit was going down. In this movie, they tried for these cool little fight scenes. There was a thing with the chain. She was swinging a chain around fighting zombies, doing all these flip kicks and all this shit. You had Jill coming in and doing all these bizarre flips, like dodging bullets. Like it was, it was stupid. It was cheesy and it just didn't feel as fun as some of the action in the previous one in Afterlife. Right. This movie was, really fell flat. It felt a lot of the same from Afterlife, and it didn't feel like it evolved at all as far as the fighting went. And it just, you know, it, it was. It, 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 this is probably one of the worst ones, I think, out of the series. It's 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 scarred by laziness. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's just super lazy. Just have the main character do an entire movie within a simulation yeah but not and really get out of it but, but not really but, though but not, because it's but not really yeah yeah it's not like see it might even been more interesting if she was trapped the whole time in a simulation and the did exactly how the how the trailer tried to sell us this movie she didn't know what was real or not she was confused she was trying to figure it out and wake up or things like that that might have been more interesting than this because that wasn't what we got. And the trailer sold us a movie that this was not, technically. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, no, I because <clears throat> it wasn't even Alice in the perfect world. It was a clone that ended up just dying. And then the real Alice came along and saw the aftermath of it. It's not like she thought, oh, shit, my world is perfect. This is weird or, though this is great, you know, whatever it is. You so, know, hey, what am I doing here? I yeah. don't, you know, no. <laughs> it just, no. So what'd you rate this movie, Ryan? How many lives? Again, um, not a terrible movie. Just very un- interesting and boring. So I'm going to have to give it four. Yeah, I'm agree with you. I'm going four lives down as well. I think most of the other movies I've done two to three lives down. They, you know, they they've been a little better, a little more fun, but again, you know, not not great movies at all. Um, this one's definitely, I think, one of the lower points. Uh, I'm giving four lives down, so uh, I agree with you on that. But there there was just so much potential that that was wasted. Yeah, in this definitely. movie where it could have been better, but yeah. it's just. And more entertaining it's just that the, the visual effects alone was not able to you know grasp my attention yeah i agree man so let's go ahead and shut this down uh ryan kevin thank y'all for joining me on this episode um we'll be doing the next one uh final chapter and finally putting an end to these movies and be done with it we've powered through what? them all well, I don't know if it's going to be the end because we got the Netflix series that's coming by the same. Yeah, people. but it's going to be end of these though. I mean, they're not <laughs> revisiting Alice and all this nonsense. I, I promise yes. you that the TV show, and they're also talking about rebooting another six movies. That's actually in the works as well. Yeah, but I don't Hello. think uh, Paul Anderson and Mila Jovovich and all them. I don't think there's part of the reboot either. So we might actually get maybe a more faithful recreation. But speaking of recreations, Resident Evil 2 remake is out, and that shit looks 
Amazing. I think, Kev, you're getting the special edition of it, right? Yeah, I got the collector's edition. I'm waiting on it to come Monday. Oh, See, that's, that's, why I don't, that's why I don't like GameStop, because they, they promise you that they're going to have it on your doorstep by when you order shit from them by release date, and now I'm waiting till Monday. Oh, they did, they did that to the people with Kingdom Hearts. Did you hear about that? Um, yeah, the they, people, canceled, they canceled fucking a lot of their pre-orders for the PlayStation. Because they yeah. oversold them. You know, I actually went in and inquired about buying that as well, and they, but they started, they were like, "Oh no, we don't have any more." And so, any, I guess even if I did buy it, I would have got my twenty-five dollar gift card. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> did, did anybody play the one-shot demo? Yes, I did. The one-shot demo was pretty good. I didn't get as far in it though because I played some, and then I had to stop. And I was—I've been getting into Destiny with Tim, and then I went and revisited again. Had to start from the beginning. And so I think I only had like 15 minutes of the 30, and I and I powered through as much as I could, and it was fun. Uh, like I the, the visual effects of it are great. Um, the the way the mechanics are feel good. Um, the the physical um, effect like the um, missing the word, but the way that when you shoot the zombies and then their arms will go limp or fall off and uh, and all this kind of stuff like it's, it's just amazing. The, you know, I've been seeing videos shared around of like different things these zombies do, the mechanics of the game and shit. And I mean, the game blows me away, man. This is a great remake of Resident Evil 2. You have you played the demo? Yeah, I um, I played the demo with the fact that I didn't really know where I was going. Mm-hmm. So by the time. I was able to get out of one room realizing you just had to go out through a crawl space. I had maybe five minutes left in the game. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> and, looked around. Yeah. They start you off, because that's not where the game starts. They start you off a little farther down in the game when you're in the police precinct. Mm. And you just start off there. And you got to go over and open this door and go over in this kind of dark pathway. And you like, <clears throat> you, you run into some zombies and you uh, just you know get some shit and and you come back and then you run into the cop there's a whole cut scene where you where you meet this uh, cop and deal with that that's about as far as i got into it before the timer went up so um it's uh it looks great man um i'm definitely interested yeah. in getting it so yeah i can't wait to get mine on my day yeah i actually went the kingdom heart route though so i'm getting kingdom hearts 3 i don't know when i'm going to get resident evil 2 it's de- i'm definitely going to but Kingdom Hearts 3 is something I've been waiting a long time for. And um, if anybody's interested in Kingdom Hearts that's listening to this episode, go check out Who's Next podcast. I recreated the story of Re- of Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, went down in, in about four episodes, about an hour each. It's got you know, music, sound effects, the characters and stuff. I've done a lot of work putting that together. And then me and uh, shout out to Blurts R Us. Uh, Big T over there, uh, we went and dissected the whole storyline of Kingdom Hearts from the first game on. Getting, you know, getting ready and excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. So I went Kingdom Hearts 3 route, but they fucking played me. Because fucking Google, if you search it, and the stuff I remember seeing before said that Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out on the 25th. I downloaded it, yes, I downloaded it Thursday. The 25th is Friday. So then Friday, I get up like, oh, shit, I'm about to get my Kingdom Hearts on. Turn it on. 
bitch said, oh, this game's not due, not out till the 28th or the 29th. Like, what? They apparently moved the date a few days later. It's like fucking Kingdom Hearts is still trying to push the date back. You fucking bastards. <laughs> They've been pushing this fucking date back for like 10 fucking years. <laughs> and you're still going to push it back a couple days. So I was a little aggravated by that. So. so yeah, I can't wait to get into the losing lives, Resident Evil final chapter, the yep. final chapter. Yeah, so we're actually about to record that in a bit. So um, everybody listening, thanks. Check out who's next podcast, our losing lives, and I think by the time this is out, we should already have up uh, our Kingdom Hearts dish. Uh, looks like we're doing chicken gizzards and chicken hearts, uh, like a curry with rice, and in theme of the Kingdom Hearts. So um, check that out. Uh, we're eating chicken hearts for Kingdom Hearts. Uh, that'll be, it should be up by now. Uh, hopefully, it depends. And uh, you can go check out Who's Next podcast. Uh, you go to the website, whosnextgaming.com uh, and check out some of the other things we've done and uh, check us out over there. And um, also we've done a Resident Evil dish. You can see pictures of that. Uh, that was one of our earlier uh, cookings. That we did where we ate pig heart, pig tongue, and pig uterus and made like a Resident Evil dish for Resident Evil 7. So uh, you can always go back. And in fact, I do plan on trying to get some of that video cut together and just doing maybe a rough thing uh, for Instagram, just sharing a few things on that. Kind of bringing it back with Resident Evil 2. So uh, I'll talk with you about that off mic later, Kev. But anyways, we're signing out. Thanks. Later.